Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. We're going to be talking about what Catholics believe about the Blessed Virgin Mary. Because many people, from Jehovah's Witnesses to Mormons to Protestants, anti-Catholics, atheists, and all across the board, they have misconceptions about what the Catholic Church believes about the Blessed Virgin Mary. And many people misunderstand our devotion to her, our prayers to her. People think we pray to Mary instead of God, or we think that Mary is God, or we put Mary on a pedestal up there with God, or she's a co-redemptrix. Some people say that she's another mediator with Jesus, showing that we worship her. We call her Queen of Heaven. And in Jeremiah 44, it says that they worshiped a Queen of Heaven in the Bible who was a false goddess. And so they'll say, see, you believe in a Queen of Heaven and therefore you worship a false goddess. But, of course, none of this is true. The Catholic Church worships God and God alone. It's stated that. And even though I ask over and over and over again, I can't find a Protestant or Jehovah's Witness or an anti-Catholic of any kind who can give me a single official authoritative source where it says uh, in any Catholic official teaching to worship Mary, where the Catholic Church tells us to worship Mary, it encourages us to worship Mary, to give adoration to Mary instead of God, but of course none of that is there, and it teaches and says the opposite. The Blessed Virgin Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, why do Catholics take this small, humble little woman from the Bible and raise her up to the Queen of Heaven and Earth? Why do they do that? Why do we put so much focus on Mary? Well, first, because she's such a wonderful, perfect beautiful example of how to follow Jesus Christ. The Bible holds her up as a woman, a model even, of faith, of obedience, of humility, and just faithfulness to God in every way. So we honor her with that, and we respect her for that, and we try to imitate her example in following Jesus Christ as perfectly as we can. And in fact, in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 12, verses 3 and 4, and other verses as well, the Bible specifically tells us to honor those who God honors and to curse those who God curses. So if God honors somebody, we are called to honor that person as well. And we believe that God was the first one to honor the Blessed Virgin Mary. He is the one who raised her up. He's the one who made her the mother of God. She's nothing in and of herself, but God blessed her highly and raised her up to be the mother of the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Son of of the eternal God, the long-awaited Messiah. I mean, you can't talk about a greater honor than that. It's amazing. And some Protestants just want to say, oh, she's just a virginal conduit. You know, she's really nothing special. She's literally just a conduit. She's absolutely nothing. <laughs> but that could not be further from the truth. The Blessed Virgin Mary in Luke 1.28, the angel Gabriel from God said, Hail, full of grace. He didn't even use her name. Her name was full of grace. And he said, Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. So God is coming to Mary in a special way. And from all eternity, I mean, all God's choices are perfect. Let's just say that out front. All God's choices are perfect. And God's perfect choice to bring salvation into this world was through 
Mary. And Mary was raised up to be the mother of Jesus. Now, that is an honor. Of course, it's nothing of herself. She didn't do it. She didn't merit it. She's nothing special without God. But with God, she's amazing. And God raised her up to be that. And in fact, that's why Elizabeth in Luke 1.42 says that, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I mean, this was Elizabeth inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. She cries out, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So even early here in the Bible, Elizabeth is calling her blessed. She's honoring her and inspired by the Holy Spirit to do so. And in Luke 1.48, Mary says of herself, of the Holy Spirit, she prophesies that all people will call her blessed. All generations, she said, will call her blessed. Now, for those who say, oh, she's nothing. She's nothing special. She's just a virginal conduit. Really? When was the last time you were called blessed among all women? When was the last time you were going to be said to be blessed for all ages and all people were going to call you blessed? No one in the entire Bible had this kind of honor and blessing said about them. So she's more than just a virginal conduit. She's more than just someone who happened to give birth to Jesus. No, she was a chosen instrument to bring salvation into the world by God. And God highly honored her. And he even said that in Luke 128. She's highly favored. And in Luke 148, she was blessed. And I told this story before, so I'll tell it again quickly. But I got into a conversation with two fundamentalists on the streets in Pittsburgh. And they were telling me we worship Mary and, you know, we pray to her and we make her the fourth person of the Trinity and that sort of thing. And I said, no, we actually just honor Mary and we go by the Bible in doing so. And they said, oh, no, no, we're Bible Christians. We're the ones who go by the Bible, and you worship Mary. I said, really? Because if you read the Bible, the Bible says that all generations will call Mary blessed. Do you call Mary blessed? And they said, oh, no, no. They got, like, really defensive. No, we only call Jesus blessed. Only the Lord divine Jesus is blessed. And uh, I said, we worship the Lord Jesus, of course, but the Bible specifically says that we shall call Mary blessed. And in other words, honor her and respect her. And they said, no, only Jesus is blessed. I said, oh, so you guys aren't Bible Christians. They said, oh, we are Bible Christians. We go by the Bible and what the Bible says. I said, I don't think you do because the Bible says all generations, which means you and me and everyone will call Mary blessed. But apparently you aren't Bible Christians. They said, no, we are Bible Christians. We already told you that. And I said, no, you really aren't Bible Christians because you're saying that Mary's not blessed, even though the Bible says that Mary is blessed. And after going around and around a few times in circles, they finally just stopped, thought about it for a second, and said, fine. Mary's blessed. <laughs> I said, you don't have to be so distraught about it. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing because it's all the work of God and may God be praised. It's like if you look at a painting and you just see how amazing it is, how intricate it is, how beautiful it is. You just can't stop staring at it. And then all of a sudden the painter who actually painted the picture comes by and you see him. Do you talk to him? No. You go back to worshiping the picture, right? No, of course not. You go to the painter and you said, you painted this? This is amazing. You did a phenomenal job. You are officially my favorite painter. This is a masterpiece. You did a phenomenal... And you 
heap praise upon the painter for the masterpiece painting. That's what we do with Mary, too. We praise and glorify God for all the work he did in Mary, all his grace working in and through her, him raising her up. She's nothing without him. She's absolutely zip, zero, zilch without God. But with God, she's everything like us. When God raises us up, gives us new life, recreates us, we are a new creation in God. And how much more the Blessed Virgin Mary that God chose to use to bring salvation into the world. I mean, think about that. All of salvation, all power, all miracles, all divinity came into this world in the person of Jesus Christ through Mary. That is how interconnected and close she was in this process. She had a hand in the salvation process. She gave birth to the Messiah, the Son of the living God who is going to redeem us. That's what it means when we say she's co-redemptrix. It doesn't mean she's another redeemer. It doesn't mean she's on par with Jesus. It means she helped in the salvation process in a special way by giving birth to the redeemer. And we have a whole video on that if you're interested in more information. But this is awesome. This is an amazing honor. No wonder Elizabeth cried out that she's blessed among women. But again, it's not about Mary and any educated Catholic understands that none of this, the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption, any of the dogmas, is not about Mary. It's about Jesus Christ and how awesome Jesus Christ was that God prepared his vessel, his tabernacle, and made her special and perfect and beautiful and wonderful ahead of time so that he could be there for nine months. And we have a whole video on the Immaculate Conception as well, if you're interested in the Immaculate Conception and what Catholics believe about that. But the bottom line is, it's not about Mary. It's about Jesus and that he's so wonderful, special, beautiful, perfect, and divine that God prepared his tabernacle ahead of time. So everything that we honor about Mary, we praise and glorify God for. And everything that we see beautiful and wonderful in Mary, we turn back and we give back to God. Again, if we're an educated Catholic, it's definitely true that in perhaps some countries people get too caught up in Mary because they're not catechized or they're not well informed or maybe they're seeing the gift instead of the giver of the gift, but that's what catechesis is for. We don't throw the Bible out the window just because Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses destroy it through their false interpretations and the Church of God and many other people who use the Bible in a wrong way. So just because something's used in a wrong way doesn't mean it in itself is bad. And we have old videos on, does Mary interfere with Jesus in his mediation? And the answer is no. The Catholic Church says over and over and over again, 1 Timothy 2.5, that Jesus has a unique mediation role with the Father and that no one can approach the Father except through Christ. Not even Mary. In fact, Mary goes to Jesus. And just as our friends and family go to Jesus. If I ask my friends and family to pray for me, if I goes, hey, hey, you know, friend. You know, you are so holy. You know, you follow God so wonderfully. You're humble. You're beautiful. I know God will listen to you. Will you please pray for me? They're going to say, oh, sure, my friend. I'll be happy to pray for you. And they go to pray to Jesus. Now, if I go to Mary and I say, hey, Mary, you know, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're humble. You know, your, your intercession is powerful before Jesus. Will you pray for me? She will, of course, go to Jesus. So whether heaven or on earth, we're all the body of Christ. Whether the body of Christ on earth or in heaven, they go 
to Jesus, who's the perfect mediator. And Jesus will go and take our prayers perfectly before the Father. James 5.16 says, The prayer of the righteous man availeth much with God. Avails much with God. So the more righteous you are, the more God is going to hear your prayers. And the people in heaven, the saints in heaven, our family, our brothers and sisters who have gone before us in heaven, the saints, they have powerful prayers because they are perfected in Christ's righteousness. They're perfected in him. So God is going to listen to their prayers in a really powerful way. So it has nothing to do with replacing Jesus or thinking that Jesus isn't good enough or thinking that Jesus needs us to go to Mary or we need to calm Jesus down or anything like that. Yes, again, some Catholics are uncatechized and have false um, messages and they've learned false things and they need to be catechized properly. But the bottom line is that Jesus alone is God and Mary is below the line of divinity because she's not divine. The Bible says only worship God. And so we do. So why do you call Mary the mother of God then? Well, because Jesus is God. It's that simple. Jesus is God and Mary was his mother on earth. So in that sense, Mary is the mother of God. She's not the mother of God for all eternity. She's not the mother of the Father. She's not the mother of the Holy Spirit. She's the mother of Jesus, who is God. And the reason we made that title is because people were doubting the divinity of Christ and separating his hypostatic union. One being, one person, one man, Jesus Christ, with two natures, divine and human. And he was saying that Mary was only the mother of his human nature, and he was having false heresies about Jesus. So to protect the divinity of Christ and his hypostatic union, we made the term theotokos, which actually means God-bearer, not mother of God. God God-bearer, because that's exactly what Mary is. She's the God-bearer, because Jesus Christ Almighty is eternal God. Listen to what Martin Luther says. I mean, down through the ages, people have always revered Mary, exalted Mary, raised her up and honored her and highly respected her. Listen to what Martin Luther says. Mary is the highest woman and the noblest gem in Christianity after Christ. She is nobility, wisdom, and holiness personified. We can never honor her enough. Still, honor and praise must be given to her in such a way as neither to injure Christ nor the scriptures. And we agree, we should honor and respect Mary, but we should never put so much focus on Mary that it takes away from Christ and his glory. Mary said in the Bible to do whatever he tells you. And so that's a lesson for us, and we follow that as Catholics. A good Catholic who follows Mary and has devotion to Mary the correct way will always go to Jesus. Jesus, not Mary, is the end result of all of our prayers. In fact, theologically speaking, the Father is, but God is the end result of all of our prayers. So if we go to Mary, it always goes to Jesus. If we honor and respect Mary and we lavish, you know, compliments and devotion on her, she turns and she lavishes that on Jesus. We give to Jesus. I mean, Jesus came to us through Mary. She was pure enough, safe enough, and perfect enough for Jesus to come into this world through her. So we can go back to Jesus through her. She's safe enough, she's pure enough, and she's perfect enough and trustworthy enough to take our prayers and take our devotion and deliver it to Jesus, which is the end result. And she takes it, perfects it, and then gives it to him. Now, of course, we don't have to pray to Mary. We don't have to give ourselves to Mary. We don't have to even uh, do anything like that of devotional value to Mary if you don't want to. In fact, devotion to Mary is 
part of the Catholic faith, but one does not need to. You can go to Jesus alone. You should. I mean, I pray to Jesus an hour every single day. And sometimes I also pray the rosary, and sometimes I may also do this consecration or prayer. But bottom line is, almost the majority of the time that I spend is praying to Jesus or to the Father or reading the Bible or meditating on the Word or something like that. But we also ask Mary to pray and intercede for us. We're going to have a whole video on this with Scott Hahn coming up in January, but Mary as Queen of Heaven does not mean we worship her. It simply means that in the Old Testament, all of the kings of Israel, and you can see this in the Book of Kings, had their mothers as the Queen Mother on the throne next to him. So all the kings of Israel, including David, had their mother on a throne next to them ruling. Now, of course, they were not even remotely on par with the king, but they were highly respected throughout the land, and uh, the king would listen to her. And if somebody had a request and went to the queen mother, and she went to the king on their behalf. So they highly respected the queen mother, uh, but she wasn't on par with the king. And you can see this all throughout Israel. And she wasn't worshipped. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't seen as the king himself. And yet Jesus is a king in the line of David. And Mary would therefore be the queen mother. And this is a term in Hebrew called the Gebira, which means the mother of my Lord, which consequently is the exact same title that Elizabeth tells Mary in the first chapter of Luke when she says, Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So it has nothing to do with worshiping Mary or the Jeremiah 44, the queen of heaven or anything like that, because if you actually read Jeremiah 44, they were giving food sacrifices and holocausts and other kinds of sacrifices to her, which we of course don't do and that's insanity, but uh, she is the queen of heaven in this sense because just as they were the queens of Israel sitting next to their sons who were the kings, so the king is now in heaven and there in that sense she's the queen of heaven because she's the queen mother. Again, all of this points back to Jesus who is so generous, so beautiful, so wonderful that he allows us to share in his glory. Read Matthew chapter 25. It talks about how those who are given much will be given more. If you have some cities, you'll be given more. If you're given 10 cities, you'll be given even more. Same thing with the parable of the talents. If you're giving one or five or 10, those who are given more will receive more in return and God will bless them even more. And so Mary was given the most of anyone on earth, the Son of God, care over him to raise him for 30 years and prepare him for his earthly ministry. And so she received far more than anyone else on earth. She received a reward in heaven that we're going to receive someday too. We're all going to be perfected in Christ with his power, with his glory, and we are going to be in him. Mary is sort of a first fruits in that aspect. And we have so many other videos on Mary. Immaculate Conception. Uh, we have one coming up on the Assumption. We have one on her perpetual virginity, which we just made. So many people do not understand why she's a perpetual virgin, but it's biblical and it's historical. So check out our other videos, which we will link at the end.